Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. It is Groundhog's Day. That's right. February 2nd, 2024 is the afternoon rush. I've got all of your entertainment news and Bachelor content in one place. We've got some very funny content to get to. Some updates from some of the boys covering Bachelor contestant Zach Shall Cross. They received some hate from some people online. We're going to listen to them laugh it off. Also, a mom was banned from the drop-off line uh, of her local school due to an OnlyFans billboard she had on the back of her car. I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the dads uh, were quite curious as to her small business that she ran there. Uh, nothing small about it at, at all, actually. And then we've got uh, some lucky kids winning the lottery in Kentucky, the Golden Eagle, the excuse me, the Bald Eagles of Big Bear, and also some Janie Doe content. That's right. I've got the voicemail. I should say I have a voice recording. Uh, public info of Jane Doe snitching on one of her victims to the Scottsdale police. It's very fascinating when you listen to to this voice recording what is actually going down she requests a specific officer probably because she knows she can get away with something with him and um, wants to repeat that game that game that charade she's been a part of so we'll have that for you but let's start off with the big news of the day Puck Zidani Phil has been awoken and here he is in the great uh, county of Puxatani. Is, is it a county? Is it a city? What is it? Is it a street? Either way, here's a bunch of men wearing black top hats and at dawn this morning announcing Puxatani's fate. Have a listen. A prediction has been made, Mr. President. <laughs> the crowd's wasted from the night before. Tell us. Hear ye, hear ye! Now on this February 2nd, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, prognosticator of all prognosticators, was awakened from his wintry nap at dawn on Gobbler's Knob. Phil looked to the skies and then, speaking in groundhog ease, directed the president to the proper scroll, which reads, Another winter's slumbered pause so I could meet the crowd. Hard to sleep anyway when the party's this loud. I envy your energy. I envy the fun. I envy all of you and your opposable thumbs. But it's not what I feel, it's what I see and what you hear. So gather round and let me be clear. Atmosphere is a wonderful thing. And we can create our own and the weather it brings. It brings hope for the future and so much more. Maybe some Punxsutawney Phil write-in votes in 2024. (laughs) But what this weather did not provide is a shadow or reason to hide. Glad tidings on this Groundhog Day! An early spring is on the way! Fuck yeah! Spring's coming early, bitches! Unbelievable. The crowd cheers in Puxedone! Wow. 
How exciting right there. What a hype man. Get that guy a raise. Whoever that guy was that just wrote that, unbelievable. Puck Sidani Phil. Puck Sidani Phil is a legend over there. These Tell the world. The news is here. So there it is. They said, tell the world the news is here. Pucks Donnie Phil says spring cleaning uh, is near. I, I made that part up. Either way, how exciting. Or did that bring a smile to your face or just me? All right, let's go to some Bachelor content. A New Untold Story is the name of a podcast. A-N-U-S. A New Untold Story. Anus for short. And they had Zach Shell Cross on the other day. There were a bunch of dude bros doing dude bro things. Well, some of the internet didn't like their line of questioning. You know why? Because, uh, you know, dude bro podcasts don't always align with some of the people online that follow The Bachelor. Just some. I mean, some have a plenty of a sense of humor, but some some can kind of be uppity. And here's their response, reading some of the mean comments made about them. Being destroyed on The Bachelor subreddit. Bachelor Nation I, uh, doesn't like us. I thought we were a friend of the program. I'm, the Bachelor subreddit, I guess, lampooning us, calling us bros and oh, disgusting. That's, that's Mm-hmm. Compliment. 25 upvotes on ve- not very good comedians. Men give me such the ick. I mean, that's fair. We deserve, we, we more. deserve I deserve you more deserve of that the ick. Well, I was laughing too hard at it. So yeah. I, I I probably came off worse. Yeah, that wasn't funny. Um, it was. I hate it how I'm somehow privy to this kind of dude convo. <laughs> I would rather live with 15 cats than one of these dude bros. And I bet it would smell better. Dude bro is, a, is something that I've always wanted to be. And I've never even been accused of that. We just got called dude bro. That might be the first time I've ever been called a dude bro. All right. Yeah. Actually, I kind of like this. Yeah, I know way too much about Belize to be a dude bro. Thanks <laughs> for the Atlas. Yeah, this is the Strokes clip. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. yeah. So was you, right, well well a, deserved then. Yeah, wait, yeah, that's, um, yeah, I deserve more criticism. <laughs> and, yeah. I see three pairs of unwashed legs. They can see my legs. <laughs> unwashed legs the hell oh, we're wearing pants <laughs> i doubt that man has ever had a woman in hysterics because of his strokes oh do you want, do you want- that's cappadocia turkey head <laughs> there it is folks there's the response good to see they can have a sense of humor towards those that do not like well you guys know me i'm a real cornucopia of content i like fun i like a little political i like to make us think here's a clip that surfaced online uh, in uh, in one of the subreddits that says, when Jon Stewart was asked about the most important question ever, here's what he had to say. It's to comedy, the fact that it can have, and are there certain topics that are off limits to political satire? Uh, to the first, uh, there, no, no topic is, is off limits because no topics are off limits to life. And I'm still waiting for someone to ask that question to a politician instead of a comic. Because all I ever hear is people always say, where's the line? And they always ask comedians, where's the line? But very rarely do they say to presidents and senators, where's the line? What, which bomb would be the line? So it's always, it's always interesting to me that people think comedians uh, somehow are the ones that uh, go against, you know, push human nature too far. But... The, the actions of our government are somehow we all just kind of I- I- accept it. Now, I don't want to prothelicize about the art of comedy, but because there's a lot of bad comedy out there. There's a lot of up and coming comedy. Uh, but what comedy is, is the freedom to pursue thoughts that might be taboo. Freedom to make fun and poke holes and, and criticize 
uh, politicians or social norms or powers that be. And that's what's so important about it. When John Stewart says there is no line, there is nothing off limits. He's not saying you shouldn't be careless about making fun of a school shooting or something that's very sinister. He's saying if there is a topic worth discussing, there is a topic worth exploring in the side of humor. That's not to make light of issues. But when John Stewart talks here about why do comedians get asked uh, where the line is when they're the ones uh, p- providing sunlight into some of the dark regions, Na- you know, and, and it can it can be across the spectrum from uh, from the uh, terrible uh, uh, crimes of the Catholic Church. You know, so I don't need to give specific points and bum people out here, but uh, comedy is not always heavy and serious, and it's not always to inflict moral sort of uh, uh, boundaries about, oh, you should feel this way about that, or to knock people down, to knock the giants down. Sometimes it's just a dick joke, right? But sometimes it can be a lot more, and nothing, nothing, nothing cuts deeper than a good joke. All right, well, we're going to keep barreling through this afternoon rush. I've got mom who is banned from the pickup line for her OnlyFans business. We'll have that story right after the break. Oh, tough day for a small business owner, a mom banned from dropping kids off at Christian school due to OnlyFans ad on her car. Well, here's where it becomes tricky, right? Are you allowed to have a bumper sticker on your car? Yes. Does it matter what it says? Maybe. Is it too big? Like, at what point, like, where do you draw the line here? So, apparently, people are upset. Of course, it takes place in Florida. A mom in central Florida has been banned from dropping her kids off at a private Christian school because of an advertisement for her OnlyFans account on her vehicle. Now, of course, private schools, you don't have freedom of speech, right? You exist within their private rules. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I mean, it's a tough one. Have a listen. Not just a tiny, tiny little emblem on the back of a car. It is taking up the entire windshield, back windshield of two vehicles. Lexi Thomas is a parent at Liberty Christian who wants this ad on another parent's car to stay off campus. That other parent is Michelle Klein. And what she has is an OnlyFans. Well, it's definitely linked to, you know, explicit content, adult content for sure. Klein, who goes by Piper Fawn, says OnlyFans is her business and way of life. By the way, this is great advertisement for her OnlyFans. This is such good press. I mean, can you imagine how many dads are like, I'm going to go pick the kids up from school today. Why are you so eager to pick the, oh, no reason. You know, just everyone's just like creating a traffic stop behind her car. My husband and I had this, you know, little wild, you know, behind closed doors lifestyle that we've now decided to share. But not all parents want what Klein is sharing, shared at school, with some moms complaining to Klein and the school telling her not to use the main entrance and instead drop her kids off across the street. I was forced to have to, um, you know, take it off or not come on campus. But parents at this private school say there's a simple solution if Klein wants to use the main drop off. Why not take the decal off? And that would seem like an easy thing to say, for sure. But for me, you know, it's, it supports my family. This provides a, a very comfortable way of life for us. And it's legal. You know, I pay taxes just like everyone else. But I'm not breaking the law. I just offended people. That's a distraction to my children. And no matter how poorly or how good I parent, porn is there. And if that's kind of the first thing they're seeing when they're going into um, a place that should be educating them, Here's my advice. 
Uh, rather than get mad that she's got her OnlyFans logo on the back of her SUV, why don't you teach your kid about owning a small business? I mean, maybe someday they can rise up from the middle-class America lifestyle and have a subscription-based service that shows the love that's created. And okay, I don't know. Either way, um, should I do that? For, should I get my Patreon on the back of? Well, yeah. When I have a kid, uh, when the when when the kid has to go to school, maybe I'll get a Patreon logo on the back of my car so we can get some of the. Money moms out there to give us some respect and join us on bachelor rush hour you know we've yet to tell any of our neighbors what we do i mean i could use a couple extra subscribers but yesterday you know when we moved in a week and a half ago as you know nine days into moving into our new home the hot water heater went out well i'm here to report my wife my pregnant wife of six plus months has taken a hot shower i got her because of all of your generosity and from the patreon and everyone's support we raise the funds to get her a hot water heater, and we are gonna we are gonna really boil her bones in that bathtub. Uh, so yeah, no, I uh, we you know the quick nineteen hundred dollars down the hole. Goodbye. I mean, I've never lost money that fast since being sued for something that is public, uh, which is talking about Jane Doe. Uh, well, I lost more than nineteen hundred for that, probably probably twenty grand. But either way, hey, you do what you got to do, right, folks? So anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. The other day, you know, we we moved in. And it was snowing and it was bad weather. For, it was like rain for a week. And the, the sun finally came out. And yesterday I had my garage door open and the neighbors were out and we said hi to them. And we they have nice kids and they're good people. And it feels so nice to be in a community. Not that we weren't in East Los Angeles. We had an amazing community in East Los Angeles. But there we were like in a duplex in the back half where we didn't mingle much with neighbors. Now now we're like out there, you know, putting our trash on the sidewalk, you know, our try, you know, you know, doing just like dad i'm doing dad things guys i'm doing i'm gonna have a baby bjorn the baby's gonna be bjorning with me and um it's just it's just fantastic out there so anyway lots of big exciting uh things to share with you uh also uh my wife and i are going to be looking at sets this week i said sets s-e-t-s uh what kind of sets well we're going to be looking at turning this little second living room area into sort of a live stream set uh it's going to be uh sort of a bookshelf um fireplace vibe hangout with a couple nice um i guess you would call them like not executive chairs but you know casual chairs to sit in so maybe maybe some days when we're nursing or rocking the baby to sleep or when we have an idle moment maybe it'll be like a sunday evening fireside chat we'll do private live streams with people on patreon.com slash dave neal so it's all about just uh continuing to i don't know give back and again, again, I, we already got some. We already got some criticism from someone on the vlog channel. You're talking so much about your baby. Shut up. Just shut the fuck up. Like whatever. You know what I mean? It's a big part of our life. And if people don't want to be a part of it, fine. But I don't. I don't bother people too much with the details. I try to give you a little bit stuff we're comfortable with, and then the rest is privacy. You know what I mean? All I can hope for is that one day I will have a kid that wins the lottery, whether that be literal lotteries or the, the lottery of becoming a professional athlete. I don't really know, but here it is a group of Kentucky middle school employees. Oh, I'm sorry. Why did I think these were kids? I read this wrong. I thought they were a group of Kentucky middle school kids. Oh, the story is no longer fun. A group of Kentucky middle school employees win $1 million lottery they hide the ticket in a math textbook. Let's listen to the story. So yesterday we were telling you about this unclaimed lottery ticket 
worth $1 million. It was bought, we knew, in Northern Kentucky in Hebrew. Right, and we were saying, oh, maybe they won't come forward, maybe they won't come forward. Today we found out that the ticket belongs to not just one person, <laughs> but 30. A group of educators are the lucky winners. They all work for RA Middle School, RA Jones Middle School, I should say, in Florence. And get this, they were keeping that million dollar ticket safe in a math textbook. Here's just a few of them celebrating their winnings. One of the winners telling us that she's filled with joy and excitement and is honored to work with such amazing people. So all right. So anyway, no, no offense to them, but a million dollars split 30 ways. So what I did is I took 40% out for taxes right off the bat. So then you divide that by 30, you get 20,000 bucks a person. I'm sorry. I mean, look, what, what you know, like I said, that's not even going to cover my uh, legal bills. Either way, I, I mean, maybe it goes a long way in Kentucky. They can get some skyline chili. I don't really know how it works out. All right. Big news in the world of nature. Big Bear's bald eagle couple lay first eggs of 2024. We actually watched the live cam of the Big Bear bald eagle nest. There's a Big Bear bald eagle nest cam. And I got to tell you what, it is beautiful. We watched it live on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal on today's episode if you want to check that out. But it was amazing seeing Jackie and Shadow, the male and I'm guessing male and female uh, uh, bald eagles laying their eggs. Uh, it's a snow capped uh, sort of mountain scenery. It's beautiful. And uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, just before 2 p.m., Jackie laid her first eggs. Friends of Big Bear Valley and Big Bear Eagle Nest Cam said in an update, it only took her about four minutes to lay this one. Oh, she's so quick. And then you can watch her lay her second egg. I saw, I counted three eggs. I don't know how many eggs she's up to. My question is this, and I don't mean to be morose here, but would that make a good omelet? Would, uh, would, uh, I mean, because I don't know. I mean, would a, you know, maybe scrambled eggs. Like, would a would a bald eagle, or is that sacrilegious? I can't tell if it's American to eat a bald eagle omelet or if it's anti-American. I don't know which way it is. Either way, I'm not gonna do it. This is satire, folks. Uh, but either way, I got some Britney Spears updates. I got a little bit of content. We got to jam in here. We're running out of time. We'll be back after a quick word from our sponsor. Amy in the Patreon said, I'm sure those teachers were sure thrilled considering what they make. Now, look, I don't get me wrong. 20, gr 20 grand isn't anything to sleep on. I'm just saying, if you found out you won the million dollar lottery, you're like, wow, this is crazy. I, I Down payment on a big home. I'm going to put a pool in the backyard. And then when you realize it's 30 people cut in different ways, you're like, that's barely a trip to Napoli. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, okay. Uh, you, no one supports teachers more than me. I think they're underpaid, undervalued, and stressed out of their mind. Go donate some, you know, uh, well, you know what you should do? We, we always try to donate to teachers. Uh, get in, get involved in your local, uh, you know, county or, you know, uh, student council. Uh, what is it? Uh, town council and make sure that your money is going uh, to support education and the arts. Don't forget, don't cut the arts out of the system. We need it. Uh, Justin Timberlake appears to throw shade at Britney Spears during New York City birthday show. The singer had choice words to share with his audience before singing a song that is famously a about Spears. He said, um, uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely effing nobody. 
right before performing his hit Crimea River. Of course, you know, I don't know. It's like, get a room already, Justin and Brittany. They've clearly got some spats back and forth. She wrote about him, I guess, in her book, then apologized. And I guess uh, he's not happy that her fans are overtaking the charts, uh, you know, that he's releasing new music. But it's like, that's kind of on you, Justin. You were kind of like a piece of shit to her. So uh, man up and deal with it. That's all I have to say about that. All right, should we get should we get to should we get to the Clayton Eckerd uh, content here with Jane Doe? I received some redacted audio recordings of Jane Doe calling the police on one of her victims. Uh, what's important is to hear how cheery she is. I covered this in, in its entirety on my YouTube channel today, so you can go watch that video. Um, I'm only going to play the first bit and then the last bit, but it's quite frightening how quickly she is to pick up the phone and accuse her exes of violating orders of protection. Mind you, that could lead up to a year in jail. It seems she wants to not only punish these men, but lock them up. Have a listen. Please. Hi, um, I was wondering if I could report a violation of a of a order of protection. It's not an emergency. Okay. At what location? Um, it's actually been an online, uh, like an online harassment thing. Okay. And what's your address here in Scottsdale? Oh. Right, so she shares her address. It keeps going. Um, and I had talked to Officer. Uh, is it Vince Johnson? I think I have the right name. Um, I've been talking to him before. Um, and wondered if I could possibly talk to him. Okay. Um, what is the other person's name with the order of protection? Yeah, it's Greg Gillespie. Okay, and can you spell the last name for me? All right, so she, she goes through it, and she doesn't explain what exactly the order is for. She gives her name, and then at the very end, you can really hear she wants to make sure she speaks to Officer Johnson. I'm going to put this call in and have an officer give you... She says, I'm going to put the call in. ...and have an officer give you a call. Um, and then you said you wanted me Perfect. to transfer you to um, to an officer as well? Um, well, just if you could if you could um, see if it could be Officer Johnson that could call me, because he had helped me with something with uh, Greg last okay. Saturday. All right. I'll let him know. Okay, perfect. Right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, thank you so much. I'm going to try to throw him in jail for, you know, looking at me the wrong way. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. So what we're listening to is she knows she can get away with things with this guy, Officer Johnson. She's called him. He's been, I don't know, helpful to her. And then what she does is she rewards the person. And again, this is just a framework. We saw this in Broward County. We saw she's tried to do this in Scottsdale. She's tried to do this in LA Superior Court against me. So she tries to, she finds out, okay, Officer Johnson plays ball. Let's deal with him. And then she can kind of keep her facts and her story within that person. Now, in a normal scenario, when someone would call and want to speak to an officer because someone violated a restraining order, say you get a restraining order against your ex-husband. He's a horrible man. He tried to beat your door down. He's threatening you. He slashed your tires. And then if, and, you know, say, say, uh, say you, you know, your, uh, your ex-husband shows up to uh, the playground when you're there with a the kid. That's, that's a, that's how that you're, you're supposed to call the police. Yes, please. I'd like to report. He's violating this. He's out of, you know, that's how it's supposed to work, right? And the system is put in place so that you can be protected from monsters. The only problem here is the monster seems to be the person making the calls, right? The monster seems to be the person. Now, what is she so upset about 
for some virtual thing that he did? What did he, what did he do virtually that was so dangerous to you? Again, she used the same tactic on Clayton. We covered it in the video and then the uh, in the previous podcast where she says, I'd like to report a online harassment. Why? Because he's sharing his truth that you've never proved that you were pregnant. And she says, well, I had a pregnancy test. Okay, then what? Then what did you do for the next 20 plus weeks? Well, you know, I designed a really nice fake ultrasound. That was that took a lot of time. Sure, I botched part of it. There were some typos. But, you know, for the most part, it was going pretty good until the flock got a hold of it and realized I was an absolute crook. I mean, imagine. Imagine if she tried to sue me for defamation, for lies. Oh, Dave, you're lying. Okay, prove that you didn't make that ultrasound up. Prove, prove that that's your ultrasound. And she'll say what she said to me. Oh, he must have hacked into my accounts. He must have hacked into my Dropbox and, and, and implanted it there. Get the hell out of here. This lady's absolutely ridiculous. Either way, we're going to keep playing the different audio, video clips that come in because they're fascinating stuff. And I love that our audience is not accepting her bullshit. Not in the good year of 2024 when Puxatani Phil saw his shadow. Everyone have a great weekend. I will be with you tomorrow morning with my interview with Mercedes Northup uh, of the beautiful Iowa State. You are going to love to hear about the Iowa State Fair and uh, sorority life. It's going to be a very wholesome conversation. That'll be up first thing in the morning on the Dave Neal Show on YouTube and right here on Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.